baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Football Mondays on WFAN are powered by Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Well, in the end, it's the Knicks at land, Carmelo Anthony from Denver. And Amari Stoudemire, happy that he's on hand. Stoudemire addressing the media today, says the team will be hard to guard now, likes the idea of having that one-two punch. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Brandon Tierney, Sal Licata back on the fan. Okay, BT, let's just reset here for a second before we get back to the Giants calls. You just yep. heard Joe Shane for the last half hour or so address the state of the Giants. I told you the number one thing that I took of it was what he was saying about the quarterback situation moving forward. And it seems like it is still unclear of what direction they're going to go in. You teased before the break. You had something for me. What do you got? I think it's actually very clear. I think they're taking a quarterback. I, I'm not saying that I would necessarily do that. But, you know, him talking about Jones and the unpredictable nature of the rehab, while he certainly hopes and believes that he's going to be ready, you never know. You talk about Tyrod Taylor not under contract. Uh, he was cordial and... Uh, somewhat complimentary of DeVito. I, I wouldn't have minded a little bit more, quite frankly. Yeah, it seems like it was just an afterthought. Yeah. Undrafted guy, had some success, shockingly. And but, I think that was by design. But he's going to be a third-string quarterback. Uh, I think that was kind of by design. And when somebody says, we're going to take the best player, when you're asked directly about the quarterback position, and you say we're going to take the best player available, um, you're saying we're in the quarterback market. He's but, been all over these kids. He's been you know all over the country watching all these kids. But he did in the same breath. I agree with you say with what you're saying. I heard that too. He did say he back up his belief in Daniel Jones. The reporter asked him why, and he said because I saw it. He won ten games last. Year. He sounded exactly like me saying he won ten games last year. Won a, a road playoff game for the New York Giants. Like it did happen. Yep. But are we looking through what he said and understanding the reality is that Jones is going to be here no matter what next year, assuming he's healthy, he's going to be here no matter what next year because they can't get rid of him because of the contract. Correct. And then after that transition. That's what that was. That was a a, a, a clerical thing. Uh, he's also the one along with Dable and ownership, of course, but they extended him for two years. So mm-hmm. uh, now smartly they got the out. Uh, as we know, we've talked about that a lot. But, you know, Shane and Dable are connected to the extension of Daniel Jones. So I think anything, it would it would behoove them to try to squeeze as much out of that as possible. And I think, and I remember saying this a while ago, like, I think that there's certain situations where not that the quarterback goes out of their way to accelerate a younger quarterback's stealing of their job, if you will. I, I just think that Daniel Jones would be a great player to emulate his professionalism, uh, I think his day-to-day consistency from a personality point of view. So I think if you draft somebody in the top 10, I think that Jones and then keep DeVito a three, uh, I think it's a good recipe. I do, because you can try to compete next year with Jones, and then you make the transition, boom, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, now it just depends on where they're going to be picking in the draft and Mm -hmm. which quarterback they get. 
And like you said, it doesn't have to be the top pick, but you'd rather have a higher pick than later. And the way the Giants are going, winning some of these games, going to hurt them it, moving it, forward. Well, you know, this is how we started the show before Shane started playing. I'm happy you, I'm happy you bring this up. It's going to hurt them, yeah, literally in, in where they draft the slot. But, I mean, the, the lack of true guidance to drafting these players. Like, you could collect all the intel. You could watch them fling around in their shorts and take every mental test out mm-hmm. there and talk to their teammates and their coaches and their teachers from grammar school. What kind of young man is this? What kind of leadership does he have? What's his family like? At the end of the day, when bullets start flying and big, grown, fast, mean men are chasing you, right. and you've got to process a million different things, you don't know until you throw them out there. Right. Uh, understood. But if it, well, let's just say it was the B and, uh, BT and Sal draft. Okay. Right? We collaborate. We go interview these players. We need a quarterback. We have no question about it. And then we say, okay, well, we love this guy. We like this guy. This guy's okay, but we love this guy, like this guy, and this guy's okay. Got it. Wouldn't you rather have our pick of it? It doesn't matter what the public says, who they like. Sure. We like this guy. I want to make sure we get him. Now, maybe you can get him at seven. Mm-hmm. But maybe you have to have number two to get him. And then if our guy is gone, then are we saying it's seven? Well, we didn't have the number two, and we lost our guy, so now we go to the guy that we... No, you have okay. to love him. Okay, so that's the point. So you'd rather have the higher pick to get the guy you love, not just because people think the higher pick means the better player, mm-hmm. because it doesn't. The higher pick does not mean the better player, but you have a better chance of getting the guy you love yep. with a higher pick. Yeah, but it's a, yes, yes, yes. I, I agree with that. But I think that's why the Leonard Williams trade was so interesting. You get a second round pick. If the Giants have to move up, at least they've got, you know, some more ammunition to do so. Remember, before that trade, the Giants only had six overall draft picks in the 2024 NFL draft, which is among the fewest, if not I maybe the Rams. I've got to double check because they've been punted on that for years. I mean, six picks is nothing. Nothing. So I, I think it was smart there. You were, you know, I, I just, listen, I, I like listening to Shane. I feel like Shane's got a plan. Uh, he's reasserted a few times that I think that this is smart. It's not just a PR move. It is a reminder to Giant fans. Listen, guys, gals, uh, we had a fun season last year, but right. we're, we're here for a reason. We inherited a complete disaster. We've got to get depth. We've got to get the infrastructure further solidified. So, I just think the Giants are in good hands. Can I, tell I do. You, uh, so do I, for the most part. Can I tell you one thing I didn't like about it? Yeah. You kind of alluded to it with the Leonard Williams trade. Dude, like you can't – it is a business. Bottom line, it's a business. Now, for Leonard Williams personally, I like it. Like Shane had his feelings into account, and he wouldn't do it for everybody. Uh-huh. But with certain players – he, he would value where the player wants to go if he's okay with making the trade. You could further it to Saquon Barkley saying that he didn't he just never thought about it, which I agree with to a certain extent. Yeah. However, as a general manager, sometimes you got to be ruthless and you can't take emotion and personal feelings into it. Otherwise, you're going to be making a wrong decision. And if they didn't trade Leonard Williams for a second-round pick, that would have been the wrong decision. Yes. Holding on to Saquon Barkley, that could turn out to be a a bad decision that cost them a a potential pick. So, again, I hope they extend Barkley long-term, and I think it could benefit them if they do. But if they don't, then they lose him for nothing. Yeah, well, that's why I've been saying for a long time, at least the last couple of months, I would have traded Saquon. I wouldn't give him away, but I would have traded him for sure. I guess it's just in general. A callousness, a certain callousness that needs to be. feelings into account when trying to make personnel decisions. I I agree with you. you got to be cutthroat. But I feel a lot different about this if we learn that 
they didn't do the Leonard Williams trade because he didn't want to be there. Like, you got the trade done. You weren't getting more than a second-round pick for Leonard Williams at this stage with that money. You just weren't doing it. So, uh, yeah, like, if that's a common business practice of the Giants, which, by the way, it won't be, I would have an issue with it. I believe this is kind of a one-off and try to do right by a veteran, get a little equity in a locker room. I don't, I don't think it's the worst thing, but I know what you're saying. I understand what you mean. BT and Sal on the phones. Get back to the phones. Rick is calling from Tampa. What's up, Rick? Hey, Rick. Hey, guys. Oh, what's up? Happy Monday to you guys. You too. First of all, let me let me say a couple quickly. Sal, back to your original, you opened up. Listen, Giants aren't a bad team. They have a lot of good on this team. They have a very good defense. We know that. They have a good running back. They are playing. I mean, those two games with Buffalo and the Jets could have easily won those games. So I don't want to say that they're bad. So where where, was, the, that where they, was the good defense week one against Dallas? No, 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 no. We, we know the first Where was it against weeks, Miami? They had to work through it. Oh, so wait, what I week do we, what week are we starting? What we, yeah, they have recently, but yeah. we're, are we not, are we not partaking in the whole year? This is just now fragments no. of the season? No, I know that, but it's going to continue to get better. So I just want to say they're not right. a bad team. So those are the backtrack on that. And first of all, are we counting? So we just, just for right, just so I know moving forward, are all we right. throwing out the Cowboys games in which they allowed 40 points yeah. and then 49 just a yeah. couple weeks first, ago? Yeah, the first half of the season, yeah. And what about yeah, the last one that was in Dallas? And they allowed 49 points. What about that yeah. one? Yeah, yeah. 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 Throw it out. Okay, and what about the week before with, with the Raiders, 30 <laughs> points? Okay, okay. Throw that right, yeah. okay. Just no, making sure this great defense that allows some points. Okay. Just for clarity no, I didn't say great. I didn't say great. Go ahead. Uh, BT, you said they have a good defense. Go ahead. So anyway, and back to Tommy DeVito, because I tell you right now, one of the great things about Tommy DeVito is that him and his connection with Hyatt, he was throwing those Tommy tucks down, and they were catch. He, they were great. And I think he did something that, look at you had two top five quarterbacks get uh, you would say that Belichick eats up rookies, right? He eats up uh, Wilson and Darno for the Jets, right? Seeing ghosts and everything. But Tommy DeVito had a great game. He had good throws and everything. So I think, I think that he could still match up with Jones and could be the quarterback for the Giants going forward and say just win games, especially the connection with Hyatt. Look at Keenan Allen and um, and Herbert. And Herbert, and, yeah. And well, Chargers, think about this, Rick. connection they have. You can win a lot of games with just that connection. Yep, yep. We've seen that around the NFL. You know, obviously, uh, yeah, Rodgers had it with Devontae with, um, Adams. I mean, listen, there's still some hurdles to go over here for DeVito before we start slapping, you know, future star on the kid's, uh, the kid's resume. But what he's doing is he's, he's proving viable. I mean, and, and that doesn't seem like much of a compliment, but before he started playing, nobody even thought he was viable. It's like, ah, the kid from Cedar Grove, he's, you know, he was on the practice squad. Eh, he's the third quarterback. Well, Tommy DeVito, they, great, whatever. He's proven viable. They didn't let him throw the football against the Jets. If I they know. did, they would have won the game. They might have. I mean, that Jet defense, I don't know for sure if they would have won. But they might have. I mean, they might have. I mean, they basically I mean, they punted literally on victory. They ran the football the whole yeah. freaking game. Like they, did, they were afraid to let him throw. And then since we've watched him throw the football, he's the best thrower of the football they have. He's played well. You know what's amazing? The and Joe Changes dismissed it. Yeah. No, I get it. They were trying to protect him, which I didn't have much of an issue with, especially as a Jets fan that day. But, no, they they were trying to protect him. I uh, It is amazing. The Jets haven't beaten the Patriots in, what, 15 straight games? This guy comes up one for one, Tommy. Next. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. That, that game was it was a look, rough game. It was, it was disgusting. Rain. And New England, if they were... Some semblance of competent, they would have won the game. Well, defensively, they're incredibly competent, very uh, competent. But they're going against the Giants, with you know, again, no, 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 I, I, I get it. Like, I get dude, it. offensively, how many times they got to turn the ball? They 
the, the game still should have been going to overtime, even with all the atrocious turnovers. I know. Got hit a 35 yarder. Gotcha. I mean, my God, dude. Come on. Mac Jones is the most pathetic quarterback I've ever seen. And just when you think you couldn't get any worse, in comes Billy Zappi. So, or Bailey Zappi, whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> Billy. He sucks. The Bailey new, has. New, and honestly, it Bailey. is a mark on Belichick. You know I love Bill well, Belichick. I'm saying and respect him. Oh, here but, we go. But the is, fact, there, is this a concession? You, no. Oh. Not quite. But the oh. fact it is going to be a rip job. The fact that the greatest head coach of all time comes up with that slop as a quarterback tandem, you've got to be kidding me. I mean, like, if it were me, I'd be like, you know what? It's time to pack it in. It's time to retire. I can't, I can't find a guy who can make a play or just not turn the ball over. They'd be better with Tommy DeVito or maybe even Timmy Boyle. We'll get to it in a little bit. But back to DeVito, BT, he just makes some throws. Yep. That other and a lot of other NFL quarterbacks can't make. Dude, he's got balls. There's no other way to say it. He's just got balls. He's he, got jersey he's balls. Got balls. He's not afraid. He's got, he's got, got balls. Pretty accurate. He's got some talent. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one thing that I find interesting. Like, because we talk about, you know, he's from here and he's right. tough and the things that we project as, as tri state area residents. He's actually a little talented. Right. Like, that's what's kind of getting swept under the rug. Like, oh, you know, the, 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 the yeah. finger way and his parents. Make, making and, fun of him because he's, you know, yeah, Italian, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, the stereotypes and this mm-hmm. and that. Good little cute story. He's making throws. He's throwing some throws. He's making some throws in tight windows that I just didn't think he could make. That's what I, I mean. I really didn't. But a lot of other guys can. Yeah, I know. And I'm not saying he's going to be a star, but I don't know if I'd be so dismissive of... Yep. Of Tommy DeVito right away. I agree Especially with you. when your other quarterbacks are Tyrod Taylor and Daniel Jones. Well, that's I mean, why I use the word viable. I mean, if you told me a month ago that Tommy DeVito would, uh, again, not to further stereotype, but right. maybe own a construction company or something yeah. like that, you know, I'd say, all right, sounds about oh, right. Yeah. He's going to go coach yeah. over at Bosco. I don't make about a couple of million dollars mm. a year on Wall Street, whatever. Like that's, I'd say that's probably his path. If you now told me, that, I don't know, Tommy DeVito squeezes six, seven, eight years out of the NFL, whether he's a starter and a, or a backup or a little bit of both, I'd say I think at this point everything's kind of in, kind of in play for the young man. Good it's for a great him. story. I, look, he needed to prove it, at least to me, against Belichick's defense. He did more than that yesterday, not only because they won the game, but some of the throws he made were, was incredible. And he didn't look overmatched at all. He hasn't yet right. really, outside of the Jet game, where they made him look overmatched. Certain guys they you just made see, him look like, pathetic. oh, they look scared. Yes. They look like they don't belong. Yeah. You know, like the majority of Zach Wilson's career, all due respect. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not even trying to be funny. Like, that's just it. And he's not the only one. He's just one that comes to mind. Mm. D- dude, DeVito, doesn't, he looks the part. Didn't care. They're swinging. <laughs> You're Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Brandon Tierney, Salicata, back on the fan. Uh, here we go. BT is already, I took it on the chin this week. Aww. I've already got a plan coming up for Friday to reestablish 
regain my form and attack back at the perfect parlay pick segment. BT's already taking bows for a perfect parlay that has not hit yet. Well, I'm not taking bows. I'm just trying to establish how many points I'm getting here if the Bears somehow cover the three and a half. Tonight, was it 40 if I get three? Yeah, but three Hoff, out of three? Hoff already hit the Turkey Day teaser, so yeah. there's a lot going on with that. Yeah. I, by the way, I didn't like the Turkey Day. I was just kind of thrown in oh, there. I didn't really it. give it much, both much time. He hit. Yeah. We, I can't believe I lost that. Anyway, call right now and be caller number 13 at 866-540-WFAN. That's 866-540-9326 for your chance to win a pair of tickets to see the legendary Rolling Stones live in concert Ooh. on May 23rd at MetLife Stadium. Oh, here we go. This from our friends at Bowery, at The Bowery uh, Presents. Wow. From our friends at The Bowery Presents. Tickets go on sale this Friday, December 1st at 10 a.m. at rollingstones.com. Listen again tomorrow at the same time for a chance to win yet again, courtesy of our friends at The Bowery Presents. So you've got to expand your your musical uh, intake, okay? You've got to, we've got to go to the Stones concert here. No chance. What do you mean no chance, dude? It's one of the legendary out. bands. Dude. First of all, the tailgate's fun. You don't know. The Rolling Stones. The Rolling Mick Jagger is still amazing, dude. He's still alive? He's still alive. He's still how, crushing. How He's old still is alive. he? Come on. He's got to be almost 80. He's he looked like be. he was 80 30 years ago. Uh, he doesn't sound like he's 80. Yeah. And I saw him. I saw the Stones once in Detroit. It was the 40 Licks Tour. One of their CDs. Okay, without getting yeah, to the yeah. weeds of yeah, all their yeah, songs. Right. But, you know, it's not just satisfying. It's not just start me up. Like, they, they got so many amazing songs. Come on, dude. He just turned 80, I guess, in July. That's Is that really true? He turned he go, 80. He could go on tour at 80. I give him credit for that. I'm just not a Rolling Stones fan. Maybe if you name some of the songs, they'd be like, oh, yeah, I know that one. But hey, you ever hear Gimme Shelter? Not off the top of my head, right. no. I mean, what was the other one we said? Start Me Up? Start yeah, me up, satisfaction. What's easier at this point? The satisfaction when you're, I like. If you're 80 and a musician, to go out there and rock it on stage or to perform in bed when you're 80 without assistance? <laughs> God, Honestly, what's tougher? Know. What's harder? I don't I know. I'm not 80. Well, I mean, what do you think? I got enough issues of 44. <laughs> what do you think? Is it to go on stage or is it to on command with, with no pill? I would think the latter. I think that you're probably right. It's just like scientifically, right? Yeah, yeah. Physiology. Think about so this. So Dolly Parton, how old is she out uh, there? No, she looks like she's 30. <laughs> she's trying her out for the next 20 now, years. How are I going to see? You want to go Bond? Let's go to that. Woo! <laughs> 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 Dolly's a smoke show. God, I love her, too. God bless Dolly Parton. And Mick. Uh, BT and Sal Think they the ever hooked up? They're about uh, the same age. I mean, I mean, why not? I mean, Mick and Dolly. BT and Sal on the fan. I'm sure. Look. Didn't he write a book? Did either of them have books? I don't know. That'd be some bio to read. Anyway. I think, by the way, I think the answer is it's easier to go on stage. Just think about this. The, the question, going on stage and performing or performing yeah, yeah, in the bedroom yeah. at the age of 80 without a pill. Now, if you don't take the pill, it's either, let me put this delicately, yeah. you're either good to go or you're not. Right. If you go on stage, you could suck, but you're still on stage. Yeah. And he doesn't suck. He's still at a high level amazingly. So I yeah. think you're right. And I think he's it's still the... a legend. I yeah. mean, we'll see if he moves around. I don't know what he he's does. Uh, saying. Okay, well, there you go. He's not stationary. He's still moving. 877-337-6666. We're talking Giants. We'll get to the Jets coming up in a little bit. Andrew is in Bay Ridge. What's up, Andrew? Hey, what's up, guys? Um, best show on the radio. Love you guys. Well, thank um, you. Appreciate, appreciate that, man. So... Sal, I got a little issue with how I feel like you're talking out of both sides of your mouth a little. Wouldn't because... be the first time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wouldn't be the first well, time today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, what do you want Giants fans to root for? Because 
You keep saying you don't believe in tanking, yet you're killing them for winning these games. No, I'm, not, like, I'm know, not. I'm not killing them, and I'll let you get to your point. I'm, I'm not killing them. I'm just saying that these wins. First of all, I was ticked off because I picked the Patriots to win on Friday. That's what bothered me about this particular game. And every friggin' time I picked the Giants this year, they hurt me, and then I pick against them, and they hurt me. So I'm aggravated with that. And I'm not saying that fans shouldn't root for their team to win. What I am saying is the obvious that it is going to hurt them in the long run winning otherwise meaningless games and not even looking good in doing so. All right. So, I mean, it's fair that last point you said not looking good in doing so. I'll give you that. But, like, you know, when the Jets played the Bills, right, and they scored that first touchdown that they haven't scored in forever, they Mm -hmm. haven't gotten into the end zone, and I was saying – just kick the extra points so you could feel what it's like to score a touchdown and see a seven on the board. And they, they didn't do that. They couldn't do that, which is just so Jets, right? Agreed. So it's like winning is like contagious and it's cultural. And they have a defense, too, that needs to feel what it's like to win. So I, I, I see what you're saying. But how does that translate? How do you think that that translates to next year? Because then the argument will be, well, they went to the playoffs last year, won a road game in the postseason, got to the divisional round, built a culture in year one under Shane and Dable. How did that transfer to this year? I mean, this year they it just they suck, right? Okay, so then that. how did it transfer? So then how do you expect this year to transfer to these meaningless wins this year? How do you expect that to transfer for next year? And thank you for the call, Andrew. That's a good question. The way you frame it, I would say, and this is really my main thing. That's why you know draft slot versus a solid finish to me. I'm going to go with the latter here for the Giants, but. If they didn't stabilize this and it was 2-15 and 15 and every week was gory and it was just absolutely unwatchable, just a train wreck, just gross, then there's zero remnants of carryover from last year. At least if they, and they are in the process of regenerating mm-hmm. this year, you could at least deduce, it's not guaranteed, but deduce that there will be some carryover next year. Now, if there's not, then we react to it. I think the number one thing is that it, and it's crazy to say, but at least these last couple of wins, kind of stabilizing things, took any thought whatsoever of making a significant change with Shane or Dable yep. off the table. Yes. But it was probably not on the table anyway. It would have had to have gone so bad and remained so bad the rest of the way to the tune of two wins, getting blown out the majority of the games. And even then... I don't believe the Giants would have made a change, Mm -hmm. but at least then it would have been like, hey, you can make the case to make a change. Yes, and it would have probably been unfair. Right. But there were some groans within the fan base. Not not as – it wasn't the majority, but the groans and the concerns were becoming more and more audible by the week. And now those are gone. Yes, they should be, unless you're a complete dope who doesn't know football. Agreed. But I mean, then, you got to trust these guys a little bit. But then moving ahead to next season, well, I mean, next season's next. You don't yeah. know. Listen, I'm not saying here, I wasn't even remotely bullish on this Giants team. I thought they'd win five or six games coming in. I said this in August. Mm-hmm. You know that. Um, but... At least now there's just a speck of optimism. Like, it's not black clouds and dank and wet everywhere. Like, you just needed a ray of hope. And I don't know, maybe I'm being overly optimistic. If I am, Giant fans, by all means, check me. But I just think for the overall health of the franchise, this is so much more important. I Uh, do. Joe is calling from Oceanside. What's up, Joe? Yeah, I think uh, yesterday's game, Belichick definitely tanked. 
I mean, mm. we're missing Dexter Lawrence. We're missing Williams. All he had to do was keep the ball on the ground, double tight end, and just go up at the middle. He had receivers out there running that quick team. Yeah, it's I a mean, little rough. I, I, yeah. I was shocked. Mm. Yeah, and me too, Joe. And thank you for the call. You have a bad line, so we'll let you go quickly there. For every first down, it was like the Patriots were running right up the middle, and they gained about nine yards. Yeah, they because kept Dexter was gone. Yeah, right. But they kept falling short. Then they couldn't convert because anytime they had to step back and throw, they have a quarterback that couldn't do it. You know what? To his point, and I swear I thought about this too. I don't believe in tanking, and I don't know if I believe this at my core. Mm-hmm. But how else do you explain the Patriots' performance yesterday? Well, they're not a good team. I, but, dude, I start with that. They're bad. They're, they're a two-win team. It's December, basically. A, a missed chip shot to yep. tie the game. Yeah, slick field, Turnovers a bad weather. In, in, in monster spot. Like, yeah. Right, so they should have won that game ten times over. Let me ask there. you I mean, this, Sal. So, because our last caller was saying that basically Belichick didn't want to win. First of all, I'm not even sure that Belichick's there next year. So, anything that they might reap reward-wise, draft position, whatever, he might not. He might be coaching the Chargers, okay, number one. But if you believe that he was subscribing to a tankish job, Sal, let me ask you this. When that 35, 36-yard chippy was no good, you think he was happy? You, uh, do you honestly no, think that you deep saw deep his face. I know that's exactly. what I'm saying at my core. I almost want to believe it. That's how awful that performance was from New England. Yeah. I couldn't understand it. And tell me something else. Not that we're going to do the gambling thing here, but do you know what that line went off at yesterday? I don't. Well, I don't know what I, it went I, off at. Now, I saw it on my site, and it could be different. But the, uh-huh. the, the spread in general to that, I think it was on Friday, or we did it on Wednesday, actually, was the Pats minus three. Maybe it went up to three and a half. I saw mm-hmm. it yesterday at minus Four and a half. Minus four. Late money coming in on the pass? How do you? And so that's what makes me even more like so. It doesn't make any sense. That's a lot of money to move at a, a point and a half. How, not a half the, a point. how are the Patriots, how have they earned the right to be, like that game should have been a pick em. Either way, all week, one point, pick em, whatever. How the hell does that line start at three or go up to four and a half, wherever it may be, even if it were three and a half on most sites? Yep. How? It doesn't make any sense, which makes me think, that everybody's going to be on the Giants because the line makes no sense. Mm-hmm. And usually when that happens, you go the other way. And here it was where the Giants ended up winning the game outright. It doesn't make any sense. No, I didn't touch that game. I didn't. We picked it on Friday. I picked mm-hmm. the Giants to win. I picked the Jets to lose. But I did pick the Giants to win. I didn't bet it. Right, right. All right. I wanted the Giants to win. Uh, I want to see DeVito do well. I want Shannon Dable, more so Dable mm-hmm. now as the coach, to stabilize, as, as I've said. I want to see the Giants get this thing cooking in the right direction. And I also hate Belichick. So... But if I was without a rooting interest or gravitating to mm. one side, as I just described, I would say that I probably would have bet the Patriots, and I would have lost. Right. The reason? Just the way he destroys rookie quarterbacks. Yes, that's exactly right. So that's why the line moved. Which is why I give – but still, it doesn't make any sense. No, it does, though. Historically, think about what he does to rookies. It right. makes total sense. I'm saying two things happen. Tommy DeVito stuck that narrative sure. you-know-where. Yeah. And number two – the Patriots suck. Like, Mac Jones should never set foot on an NFL football field again. That's how bad he is. They are atrocious. Even with all of that, it still should have been a tie game. Can I try to tell you one thing that, that Mac Jones did that I just wish once Zach Wilson would have done? I know we'll get to the Jets mm-hmm. later. Once. Remember the play? Well, there was a couple where he just floated these weird throws to like to Gusecki. Yeah, yeah. And it was the wrong pattern. I want to say it was late first quarter or early mm-hmm. second. And Gasecki was supposed to keep going. He broke off the route. There was obvious miscommunication. And Mac Jones MF'd him. Like, visibly, like, right. with the hand gyrations and, you know, verbally. 
And I, I'm like, I respect that, actually, because you ran the right. wrong route. You make me look like a buffoon. And w- haven't we said that about Zach a million times? Instead, right. he just kind of accepted it. Right. And the problem is Mac Jones just sucks. You're he right. does. The intangibles are there. Everything else isn't. When this happened, you talk about it on the fan. It'll be a 1-1 to judge. The pitch swung on and hit. Deep center field. Trout on the run. Aaron Judge number 50. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. BT and Sal back on The Fan. Now, I have never seen a more pathetic, embarrassing excuse for a franchise than I have the New York Jets, specifically on Black Friday, for for many different reasons. With all that being said, BT, and we've rehashed this team the entire year, week in, week out. I never believed in them from the beginning. I told you that their run was going to end. They were going to spiral. That is exactly what has happened here, even to levels that I didn't think. However, I do think they deserve a little bit of a break here. Their season went up in flames, four plays in. Like, the, 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 the idea that we could just say, fire Sala and fire Douglas and Zach Sox and Timmy Boyle in it and... You know, the defense is overrated to a certain extent, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. The reality is, once they lose Rodgers, yeah. the whole thing blew up. And I do think it's gotten to a ridiculous level of us criticizing, not just you and I, but just in general, the ripping of the New York Jets. Well, that that is your reality, which is the complete opposite of my reality. I'm giving them no pass. Now, I don't expect a Super Bowl team out of this, but the the inner like disintegration of this team is is so alarming that nobody should be safe. Nobody. I'm sorry. I've talked a lot about Robert Sala. Now, for me, Joe Douglas is right there. I mean, uh, Joe, if you listen, I love you. I mean, I really do like Joe (laughs) Douglas, but this is my job. And he has not assembled an offensive line worth spit. It's awful. All right? And the plan and the the acquiescing to Rodgers, Lazard, healthy scratch, Cobb can't play, Turner's a turnstile, he stinks. I mean, everything that they've done... This year is embarrassingly inept. Now, Rodgers would have covered up some of these warts. There's no question. Yeah, and the defense is not embarrassingly inept. Well, I'm talking about just the overall aesthetics everything of the they team. Did. I mean, well, they, but they didn't do anything defensively. What are they, like, they didn't really – Sauce was here. Guard was oh, here. Quinn moves? was here. Quincy was saying. here. Reed, like, all these guys were pretty much here. Um, Whitehead was here. I, you know, but everything that they did was built around the offense. And I think the Jets are – I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, this, this in comparison, you have to go back to '99, uh, but at least, like, and that, ironically, an Achilles injury as well with Vinny. But even that Jets team, which was on the precipice of the Super Bowl when they went 12 and 4, 98 with Parcells, and were really, really, I thought they were going to the Super Bowl the next year. It got derailed out of something they couldn't control, but they still fought and clawed to an eight and a eight and eight record with. First, Myra, they may have gone nine and seven. We've talked about this. If Parcells would have gone to our boy Ray Lucas earlier, mm-hmm. instead he didn't. They finished eight and eight. They fought. They scratched. They had a representative offensive team. Like they could at least scrounge out a touchdown or two, you know, with Ray. Uh, this is just, this is unspeakably bad. And I'll tell you what, in a way, as painful as this year has been and as without reward, it's been, I'm not going to lie, it's been a crushing, crushing season. Crushing to my footballs. I almost wore the sweatshirt on Killable today, and I almost spray painted out the the letters U and N, mm-hmm. and I, I almost did that. I didn't do it, but I almost did. 
To throw the a fact Hail that you would think about that, though, we've <laughs> come a long way. To throw a Hail Mary that goes back the other way. Oh, my God. I mean, God. where the hell does this rebut fumble, fake spike, you name it? They are pathetic. I think and this is worse. It's worse. You know why it's worse? It's wor- Here's why it's worse. Because the Jets have taken a kid who they took second overall, and they have banished him, not to the backup spot, to the third spot. And after they get Tim Boyle stunk the other night, he was terrible. Tim, Tim Boyle was awful. Every pass he threw was a yard and a half in the air. Mm. The fact that they're not playing Zach Wilson, I'm actually happy, as much as the season's destroyed me, I am happy that Tim Boyle and eventually, if it's if it's uh, Trevor Simeon, whomever, they're going to look equally, if not more, inept than Zach because it proves what I've said forever. It ain't Zach. It's everybody else Dude. and everything else. Right, but the whole plan was about Aaron Rodgers, and he went down. What would you expect? Fix it. Score a touchdown. Yeah. What does that mean? What do I expect? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't expect the Super Bowl. I, expected to, I didn't expect to be dead by November 20-whatever. That com- I didn't expect. Why? Coming into the year, nobody, yeah, you want to say that you believe in him, fine, but like the reality is nobody believed in Zach Wilson. He wasn't ready this year. He was supposed to be the backup and learn under Rodgers. So the quarterback was an afterthought as far as Zach Wilson goes. Nobody believed in the head coach, Robert Salas, being the guy. We all ignored it. Actually, we didn't. We talked about it. But we figured, hey, even in spite of Robert Sala, because of Aaron Rodgers, they're going to be able to win some games. This whole thing was built on Aaron Rodgers. So what do you did you blame Joe Douglas for getting Rodgers? Did anybody rip Joe Douglas to shreds for the way that it was structured coming no, in? No, no, okay, no, so then no. Why no, now no. when you're forced to go I'll tell you with why. Zach Wilson, who we know is not any good? Mm-hmm. You're, again, I don't think it's his fault, but I'm just saying like he wasn't ready. When you're forced to to rely on the head coach, who's not a good head coach, what'd you expect? I would tell you what I expected. I expected a more functional offense. I didn't expect an offense to put up thirty a game. But here's the problem. I'm going to give Joe a pass. Matter of fact, when Joe and Woody and the and the Jets got Aaron Rodgers, honestly, as a fan, I was I was highly appreciative. I mean, what what right. legend wants to come play for the Jets? They run from us. That's they why they deserve a, a little bit of a break. No, no, no. I'm not because if the other things and this is Joe Douglas's job, if the other things were done better. Everything else will look better. The offense, Dwayne Brown's almost 40, and not even healthy. Turner's terrible. Like, the, come on, man. Conor McGovern is like the 32nd rated or 31st rated center. Joe, you were supposed to fix the offensive line. You didn't fix it. You didn't fix it. And if the offensive line was better, and if you didn't waste $8 million on Dalvin Cook and maybe had something else, if you didn't draft, if you would have drafted, honestly, if you would have drafted a receiver, um, you know, in, in instead of Will McDonald, who never plays, how many defensive players do you need? So I understand I give Joe Douglas a pass for Rodgers getting hurt. That's not Joe's fault. The other stuff, he ain't getting a pass for me anymore. 877-337-6666. Before we take the calls, I just want to get your... Embarrassing. What, what to was sit your... through that nonsense on Black Friday Ooh. was just... I mean, it's just... The, the Hail Mary, what I, happened? What was your reaction afterwards? I was actually... I'll tell you what it, what happened. Based on where it was in the game, I was going back to the microwave to heat up a little more turkey right. with my eye on the screen like, all okay. right, this will be in there. Nothing's right. going to happen here. Throw it to the end zone, get some height, pick it, knock it to the turf. Ooh, you second watch Timmy half. Boyle spin it. He's got that yeah, cannon. Spin yeah, this thing yeah, downfield. Yeah, okay. Cut some clouds, Timmy. Right. Get it up there. Show off the wing. I'm like... And as I'm walking away and... I, you know, I hear beep, beep, beep. I'm, I'm getting like round yeah, three yeah. of turkey at this point, some stuffing, some right. mash to hold down. I went back heavy at that point. I'm like, this. 
I'm like, this could be bad. Nobody's there. <laughs> Like, there's no way. <laughs> this could be bad. That this, and I'm just, like, inching a little closer. Like, our, you know, you've right, seen yeah, our island. Yeah, like, the, yeah. okay. And I'm walking back. I put the plate down. I go, mm, and I just, you know, I just, I, you know, I just went in my office. Because if I said what I wanted to say, uh, you know, my parents, my, my yeah. kids, and my wife would think I'm nuttier than Dude, I really am on that, jet games. That might have been. Sickening. That might have been the most disgusting play that I've ever seen. It might be. In the NFL. They were just getting back into the damn game. A defensive touchdown that was playing exactly the way it needed to play for them to win. They pick him off again, and then that's a Hail Mary taken back to the house. 99 yards. Are Are you kidding me? I, I honestly like I give Jet fans all the credit in the world. I I, I couldn't take it anymore. I don't know how we do it. I, I couldn't. Uh, take it. See, I would have uh, left uh, the uh, game. Uh, I would have been throwing stuff. Sal, I don't know. I honestly don't know how we do it. Uh, I've asked myself that a lot over the years, but more so this year, given the the events and the circumstances. I just I don't know how you get we a do pass it. for me if you want to quit. Mario is in Howell. Mario, BT and Sal, happy Thanksgiving. Now you let's too. get to the point. Right now, I'm glad I'm leading off here on these Jets. Following the loss to Buffalo. Sala was up on, you know, on the presser, and I think one of the questions that they threw at Sala was if he felt the whole Zach Wilson uh, experiment was like a disaster. And you know what his answer was? His answer was, I wouldn't call it a disaster or a failure. I would call it a series of unfortunate events. You can pretty much put that on a T-shirt. The New York Jets one series of unfortunate <laughs> events after and after and after. Now, listen, I'm glad you brought up the Will McDonald thing because I listen to your show every day. Yep. And a lot of callers over the last few weeks have been saying, you know, why didn't Joe draft like, you know, I mean, Zay Flowers was there, the kid from USC on the Vikings, Addison yes. was there. I did some research. So this is what I'm not now. We're not saying that this is the reason why, but it could have played a part. And this goes to the whole philosophy that's broken here. So Joe was going under the assumption in this draft in April that they weren't going to have a first round pick next year. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not thinking a rod is out, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. They have three linemen after this year that are free agents. One being Bryce Huff, who actually that was probably Joe's biggest in my opinion, besides the 2022 draft, signing Huff as an undrafted free agent. No, I actually think it was, I'll let play. you finish. I think it was actually, you know, getting Quincy Williams off the practice squad from the Jaguars. Oh, but, okay. but, I, but, point, but point taken. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Yeah, okay. So this is what this is what I don't understand about this, this organization. I don't know if it's Salah. He brought it with San Francisco. Quinnen Williams. You know how many sacks Quinnen Williams has this year? I'm going to guess five. Am I right? He, right. Has two, he has two sacks. Is that it? He has two sacks. This is a guy, when McCagney drafted Quinnen Williams, this is a guy that uh, you take comparisons with a grain of salt. They were comparing him to Reggie White. Now, let me tell you something what bothers me. You know how many snaps Quinnen Williams played last year? No. Right, but but this, Mario, we're getting in the weeds here, and thank you for the call. we got to take a break here. I, Quinn, Williams is not the He's problem. the least of their issues. Yeah, the I mean, defense is great, and he's amazing. They, they, everything else <laughs> is the problem. Right, so you want to give the Jets credit for certain things? That's fine. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about big picture stuff. The failures that continue to happen to this team, it's an embarrassing level, BT, but... The plan was supposed to be Rodgers. I'll say one thing, and obviously we'll juggle the Jets and the Giants moving forward here. BT and Sound on the fan, 877-337-6666. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You can incorporate every general manager. You can incorporate every sport in our city. 
I don't know if a general manager in the history of this city has had a worst offseason or a worse offseason than Joe Douglas. But he did get Rodgers. Dalvin Cook, stiff. Oh, I told you. Lazard, stiff. Mecole Hardman. Turner, stiff. Hardman, gone. So you got to classify him as a stiff or a malcontent. Remember, I heard the early Mm -hmm. on he was from somebody in the building. He didn't want to do special teams. So you got a problem there. I mean, Will McDonald, first round pick, doesn't play. Horrendous. In in, in what should have been a make or break offseason for him. But he lost a starting quarterback. If Rodgers were there, I still don't think they'd be nearly as, as good offensively as you They're do. You're going to run it back next season. Uh, Lazard's going to get quicker. Joe D, Robert Sala. Well, Lazard. You're going to get more separation? No, and Corey Davis is going to unretire? They're going to get Devontae Adams. I'm saying, no, if Rodgers was here this year, you really think the offense would look that much better? I, I do. actually don't. I, actually do. I mean, it would look better. It can't look 100%. worse. But, but, like, you think they'd be a top 10 offense? I don't. No, 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 no. No, but I think they'd be a playoff team. I agree with that. And, no, and, I agree and with you look that. at the landscape of the AFC. Yeah, I agree with that. That has a big difference. 